You're listening to Period Story, the podcast where we get behind some of the myths and misconceptions about periods. We chat with women about their period story, their first period, and their journey ever since, and we open up a conversation to help break taboos and stigmas around menstruation. I'm your host, Lanise Brothers. I'm a registered nutritionist, women's health, hormone, and menstrual cycle coach, and the founder of Eat Love Move, a nutrition and well being practice. Welcome to today's guest. On today's episode, we have Ate Jewel, the multi award winning beauty journalist, blogger, director, and producer. She's been in the industry for 18 years, writing and styling for titles such as Vogue. Tatler, Sunday Times Style, The Telegraph, Allure, Guardian Weekend Magazine, Glamour, Grazia, Red Magazine, Stylist, and Get the Gloss. She was also a Mary Claire UK columnist for two years with her column Color Counter, celebrating beauty for all skin tones. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. So let's start off by getting into the story of your first period. Can you share with us what happened? Well, it was quite dramatic. I'm not going to lie. So I was about 13 or 14. I remember being one of the last people in my school, in my class to get my period. I went to an all-girls school, so everyone was like all up in everyone's business. And I was one of the last. And I I was quite, I was like, oh God, when is it going to happen for me? Um, I remember one of my friends started at nine in primary school. So like by 14, it felt like a long time. And it was in the middle of the night. I woke up with stabbing pains. I thought I was going to die. I thought I had appendicitis. Or I, I thought, I don't know, I remember screaming. It was, it was a screaming, hysterical pain. And my mum was so concerned, she rushed me to the emergency room. And I was in there moaning. And it was like a dull ache. And my mum, I remember my mum saying, scream louder, Ate, so we can come on. It's the middle of the night. Scream louder. Be more dramatic, like, so we can get speed. And I was like, ah! <laughs> with a lot of drama and it was literally the doctor's like oh have you started your period I'm like no and we, they quickly worked out it was probably the beginnings and the only th- way I can describe it was like a gas station coming on you know it's like all the machinery powering up and I was like it was literally so the imagery I had in my head is the machinery is turning on and it is not pleasant <laughs> or, 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 or comfortable. And it was literally that kind of like cranking of like gears, which manifested in a stabbing, aching pain. And I thought, oh, if I've got 40 more years of this or 30 more years of this, I'm like, this is not going to be cute. But it was, it was a painful experience. But at the same time, you know, I did feel a huge responsibility. I'm like, oh my God, now, you know, you're a woman. I think in, as a woman, you... You, you know it's a girl to woman moment so a lot of confusing conflicting interesting feelings going on but I, but for me my first period was pain a lot of pain so you said you're you felt a, a great responsibility and as you kind of transitioned from girl mm. to woman it's really interesting that you use the word responsibility yes I mean <clears throat> I had a very chaotic childhood very dysfunctional and I think as a child I often felt and I'm also a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> so I, always, I always felt a lot of responsibility. And so for me, getting my period was another responsibility. Like the responsibility of like, not only my body, but like I can have a child now. Like I'm not going to at 13, but suddenly your body is a vessel. 
it's no longer it's 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 transitioned into something else and i think that really affected my mindset that now i could technically be a mother and my grandmother had my dad at 13 she was nigerian and she and i mean I wasn't close to her at all, but I have this story of this little girl having a kid at 13, which is completely wrong in every sense of the word and very damaging. But I, I suddenly felt, my God, it's not a million miles away for a 13-year-old to have a baby. So I also did think about things like that. Wow. So you kind of, you got your period and then you were also carrying this, the weight of what had happened to your ancestors. So your grandmother's story and that word responsibility, that kind of, wow, that kind of really hits me because I've never heard a woman describe her first period like that. So that's really fascinating. Well, you know, at 13, I was inside, I was like a 145-year-old woman. So I've always been an old, I'm like Benjamin Button, I'm, I'm aging backwards. So I was an old lady. I'm like 41 now, I'm kind of evening up. But like, yeah, I was a, I did think about things like that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then, so you went to the emergency room, they told you that it was, you, you were having your first period. And then, so how, then you got, you knew you had your period and then how did you learn about menstrual health? So what to use, how to take care of yourself? So, I mean, that was my mum, and I mean, she gave me a book, you know, your changing body and all these things. And we had a discussion, but I mean, my mum is an amazing woman. She's a kind of a hippie free spirit. Um, but at the same time, you can be really conservative about other things, you know, like, um, I don't know. I straddled generations. So, you know, I grew up with body form, body form, you know, <laughs> run around skateboarding, lucky appear and I'll never get you down or hold you back. But then also my mum, you know, she was born in 1946, you know, and she's like, ladies never use tampons. <laughs> Don't stick anything up yourself. That, so I had this really, and that really terrified me. For, you know what I mean? So you, oh, girls should only use sanitary t- towels because um, you shouldn't like, be putting things inside of yourself and so I had these very conflicting images and ideals of um of of menstrual health and so you know and also you talk to your girlfriends but my mum was the one she was responsible and said this is what's going on use sanitary towels here's a book have a chat but you know there was never shame in my house which is very good my I really appreciate my mother you know she's never been into shame in that sense shame in other things but not with your body (laughs) not with your body which is good yeah so and that's really that's really interesting because other women that I've spoke spoken to they have described the sense of shame um the coming from their mothers or their grandmothers where Mm. they they were taught shame around menstruation and being something that they needed to hide or something that was taboo. So I think it's wonderful that you didn't have that at all. Um, And what, so you, you got given sanitary towels and Mm -hmm. was it something that you thought, okay, that's it, you know, I'll just have to get on with it. Yeah. I think there was a huge sense of, okay, this is how, this is how it is. Also, I should mention, I had huge boobs. I've always had huge boobs. So in a funny way, I had a woman's body from probably 11, you know? Okay. So that also changes you because the way men and the male gaze, you were ready. So I was probably mentally prepared. I had a woman's body as a child. Um, and so I was mentally prepared to get on with it in that sense. So right. by the time I was 13, 14, I was like, okay, this is how it is. My body's changing. 
I have to look after myself and this is how you look after yourself and in primary school one of my closest friends had her period at night and I knew she would she'd have to like run off to the bathroom it was all very mysterious but you know but I had a sort of sense that's what you did a few times a day you go to the bathroom and you change um but the shame part is really interesting I never I always felt because my mom's a bit of a hippie you know she'd take us out of bed and move at midnight and we'd howl at the moon on a full moon and you know she's always hugging trees and so for me periods were always linked into the divine in a funny way it right. was like the power of creation so I always felt yes there was that kind of old-fashioned you don't discuss it you know I'm a child I was born in 78 I'm a child of the 80s I wouldn't go at a dinner table discussing my period growing up the way I'm discussing it with you now because we're in a different time so it's something like you don't discuss but it's nothing to be ashamed of and I was always found it as something to be I can make a person now that makes me a goddamn superhero so that's yeah. how I felt <laughs> I felt the power and the divinity and that's probably from my hippie mum but I felt yeah and that's why there's a responsibility you can make people now that's insane it's a and superpower so- yeah, people power. It's amazing yeah. what we can do. It's just, you know, when you, yesterday I went to um, a baby ceremony um, for one of my friends. She's she's about to give birth. And so instead Aww. of a shower, she had a baby ceremony. And oh, wow. she was talking about how, like this idea of the divine and how she yeah. made a person and this person inside of her and it's so interesting that you you brought that up today um so what about the conversations that you are having with your daughters about periods and uh, menstrual health i mean they're eight um i have twin daughters they're delicious and amazing and i it's very difficult because you don't want to burden them with too much information how much information it's a different age it's a different time and I wasn't going to mention anything but you know how children are they just burst into the toilet and I was like I'm in the bathroom they just burst in they're like mom why is there strawberry jam in the toilet I was like maybe could you please leave and then, <laughs> and, then I had a and I was like do I say yes but there's strawberry jam in the toilet or do I say actually that's blood and I just thought you know what keep it real so I was like you know what once a month a woman this is and I explained it in a very matter-of-fact way and then what my my daughter was one my daughter was like nah don't leave it like, like nah. <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy like she thought I was just like trying to like pull her leg I was like and that's how you know it's it's a gift I, and I try to use positive words I'm like it's a gift it's the power of creation this is how babies are made because once a month you know you this is what happens that's how you know that is the payoff you get babies once a month there's an opportunity to have a baby and I just said in a very matter of fact way and I'm like god are they too young but I think kids just they can roll with any information it's the way you present it and they're like okay whatever bye and they were like when did this start happening for you I said 13 14 they're like do you think it'll happen for us around the same time and I was like yeah probably and they were like okay bye we're going outside running around and it was like and I think that is how it should be just a kind of matter of fact there's no big taboo or shame. It's just part of, you know, it's part of who you are, your health, your body. And so I was, yeah, so eight. I don't know if that's too young, too old. I don't know. But that's what happened. I think these conversations, it's so nice when they happen organically. And yes. it's not a massive surprise when all of a sudden they see something in their underwear. And it's like, 
oh my god what's this blood you know no, that, yeah the trauma of that can you imagine yeah, like yeah um my best girlfriend she also has twins and her 11 year old daughter's just started secondary school and my friend is so on it like she's like my she's like my heartbeat i always just copy her like okay <laughs> when the girls are 11 i'm gonna do what my friend does because she's such a good mom and um she's like i've got a kit ready for her I sat her down and I said, if you're in school and your period happens, I've got this. And she like, bought her little like, silk pouch with clean underwear, sanitary towels, and like wet wipes. And she like, has it in her school bag ready. So whenever it comes, she, and she, she told her, if, when, if you get your period in the middle of school, just throw your underwear away, get the pouch, da 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 And I thought, God, that is so healthy. So you will not have that kind of shock or like, oh, what i don't have any clean underwear and so this this my friend god bless her she's got her kid primed and prepped with this little first period pack in her in her school bag which i think is really healthy yeah that's amazing (laughs) yeah absolutely amazing um and how did the how did her daughter react to that okay thanks mom that's cool thanks you got my back you know and it's it's that um no shame no no embarrassment this is how it is and it, it is i think you're, you're responsible for yourself you know this yeah. is a form of responsibility and i think that will transition really well into sexual health in her teens you know and i think when you approach it properly you take care of yourself with your period you take care of yourself with your sexual health you take care of yourself with breast exams as a woman there's a lot i see it as women's health you know yeah. and and why would you be embarrassed about doing a breast exam embarrassed about having condoms or any kind of protection it's ridiculous you know yeah. I, I see i see it from a, a a form of empowerment you know absolutely i think just going back to this word shame i think when you connected it to having your period and this ability now to make a baby and that's where that shame comes in because people so a lot of people don't like to talk about sex they find it embarrassing and then yeah. so having that conversation about periods is connected to that conversation about sex and you know people use euphemisms for mm-hmm. your, their their genitalia and so this, is, this <laughs> makes, no, makes no makes no sense to me you know what I mean yeah it's really odd yeah i think it's just you know some people it just takes them a long time to get to where where you are now where you're just so open to having this conversation you know everyone's on their own journey yeah i mean i have to thank my mother she's very very open and liberal she's from trinidad i don't know if that makes a difference but she's very (laughs) she's very warm and open and i just remember watching like g-string divas with her like some trashy channel five movie as a teenager totally inappropriate but my home was a open happy hippie home you know so it doesn't it doesn't really register that kind of shame and about your periods or about your body you know yeah so yeah it's it's interesting but i i I mean what does that serve you it doesn't serve anything or anyone i don't think it's dangerous it, it it is dangerous because you you can't you don't understand what's going on with your your period you can't have open conversations so you think that things like pain and heavy bleeding you think that that's normal because you haven't had the conversation yes. about it it's true um cuz what's normal what you know exactly like until you speak to people like what's a light period, a medium period, a heavy period, unless you have a conversation, when, do you, when is there a real problem? 
you know, when do I need to see someone? And, you know, I think women are so, um, when they go to the doctor, I think women's health is so um, under, it's not disrespected in a funny way. And people don't listen. You know, when you go to speak to a GP, often as a woman, as a black woman, I find sometimes I have to speak louder and clear, like, mm-hmm. no, this, there is a problem, hear me. And I'm very empowered when it comes to that. But if you're brought up in shame or, you know, then there's going to be real problems. You can really suffer. I know so many people's grandmas who literally died of shame because they had um, yeah, cervical cancer and they never went to their doctor and they died of shame because they didn't have it looked at. And that's dying of shame. Wow. I mean, and it's so it's so needless you know the yeah different generation yeah absolutely different generation so how do you feel about your period now um it's basically I had my twins I was one and done I know you know my my periods have been I'm very very fertile I'm very like like a clock the day the hour the minute my periods are on I was told by an acupuncturist, your womb's on fire. Be careful if you, when you want to get pregnant. And, and I remember I never believed in acupuncture. And then I got pregnant first go. I know the time and the location, everything when I got pregnant with my girls. And I was like, oh, damn, he was right. Um, and so it feels really odd that I've had all these years for one go. Because <laughs> the shop is closed. I'm not having any more kids. I had my, my two ladies. And so from 13 to 41, I've had all these periods. And I've only, and it was for one shot, which seems very wasteful, but, <laughs> but, but, but interesting. And now I'm 41 and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not having any more kids. This is, you know, it can be quite uncomfortable. It can be quite, you know, I bloat and all the rest of it. But also, you know, my body has done its job in terms of what, you know, I wanted children. If you don't want children, that's fine. But it's done. I wanted babies. I've had my babies. I know that, you know, having a period keeps my, my skin and my body juicy and the hormones. Mm-hmm. So I... I respect it for that. I think when I hit the menopause, I'll be nostalgic. I'll be like, oh, it's like an old, oh, hi. You know what I mean? I feel like a friend going or, you know, you know, they say Flo comes to town. That was like a very old expression. Flo, Flo is in town. I'll feel sad <laughs> when Flo leaves town right. <laughs> in, a, in a nostalgic way. Like, oh, bye. Thank you. Thank you for, you You know, thank you. But it's, it's a very weird one. It's like no longer necessary in a funny way but then that it's doing its job of hormones and all the rest of it and you know I don't know it's a very it's a very and then also it triggers your your role as a woman like if you don't have children you are still a woman you are still capable you're still amazing Mm -hmm. so that's not and and you know if you choose not to have children that doesn't make you any less powerful or potent or anything but then there is a side of me that's like okay that that door that chapter is closed and the next baby I'll have in my arms are my grandchildren. And I think ahead like that. So it's, um, I don't know, you just, it, it makes you think of cycles. And I do yeah. respect nature and cycles. And it will be the closing of a chapter. But, but not the whole book, God, God willing. But you know, it'll be yeah. a <laughs> So, so you, uh, it's a mixed emotions. Yeah. But it sounds like you have a very healthy relationship with your period. It's in the sense that you I don't hear that you've ever kind of fought with your your period in the sense that you've hated it or it's it is what it is. It is what it is and I think it's like a beautiful met- metaphor for life. It's messy. It's life-giving. <laughs> it's, it's how it is. And I think in a funny way, I think women are very, very tough in a way. If you compare like a 13-year-old boy and a 13-year-old girl, I'm being very general here, 
but I think a lot of 13 year old girls are women because they have yeah. to deal with this messy bloody <laughs> thing that happens once a month you literally have to get your hands dirty yeah. and deal with life and your body and issues and oh my god this is happening because I could have a baby I think your mind is blown and you are you know my funny tells my husband told me this really funny story when he was 13 he had a best a, a best friend who was a girl and literally in one summer she just turned into a woman it was probably she probably had a period like he didn't see her for a whole summer and they went strawberry picking um, because their mum set it up. And he was like picking strawberries and skipping around. And she was like, my God, this is so boring and embarrassing. And he said, I lost her because she was this woman. And I was like, a little kid wanting to go strawberry picking and like talk about comics and stuff. And she was like, whatever, you know, going off with my boyfriend or something. He's 15. And, she, and it was that thing. He goes, God, I remember then. You're, we're the same age, but you're a woman, you know? And I think periods are the same way. It, it is, helps you to deal with life in a funny way. Yeah. It helps you psychologically. Like, or I don't know. This, I think it, uh, I, I choose to see the empowering side of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it, I mean, you're, you, you have such a healthy attitude and I really, I think it's amazing. And I think it's amazing how the way you're speaking to your daughters about it. And I, I wish more, more women could, could have those sorts of, sort of open just matter of fact as you call it conversations because it is life-giving and it's just something that it just it happens every day and you just have to not every day of course but you know (laughs) (laughs) i'd be concerned (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but like yeah but it is i think i think it also comes down to misogyny a lot of men you know i i studied history at university and all the church fathers, it's like, there's such a uh, suspicion, you know? It's sus- there's a suspicion about the female body, about female, you know, the fact that I think for centuries, people have been very suspicious. You can make people, you're clever, you're, you, you can do everything a guy can do, and you can make people. It's really scary. <laughs> do, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 I th- and I see it from, you know, I'm not going to be self-hating. You know, I'm not going to be self-hating. I'm not going to add to that conversation. I'm not going to have centuries of suspicion cast upon me. I'm going to see it for the divine thing that it is. And that is life-giving. And it's part of... And also, I think with technology and nature, people are so... I've moved to the countryside and I'm so tapped in more to nature. It's really interesting. Like, it's autumn now and the colours are changing. And things... You see roadkill. So like every like when we first came here, my my daughters are like, "Is that a dead bunny on the road?" I'm like, "Yes, that is life." <laughs> that is life <laughs> and I think you get ta- and you get tapped into the rhythm of life, and your body has its rhythm with a period. And I think we are in you know we're so cut off from nature, we're so cut off with technology. We want everything. You know with you know you can swipe you can click you can do everything so quickly but your body is on a rhythm biological clock it's on it's got a rhythm and i think it reminds me of that that i'm not master and commander of the universe i am part of the universe yeah i i see it in a spiritual way as well and it's like it forces you to remember that you are part of something and you know what i've got no control over my period yeah i can't say okay can you start tomorrow because i've got a photo shoot or can, I, can you start <laughs> next week because i've got this you have no control and i think i'm a control freak and in a funny way you have to just surrender 
Surrender is my new word. Surrender. Okay. That's really nice when you think about the, the idea of rhythm and nature and, you know, even connecting with the idea of periods being linked to the moon and yes. knowing that, you know, it's, we're coming up to the, is it the harvest moon? Yes. Um, yeah, and it's the autumn equinox today. And yeah. so a lot of women will be on their periods or coming onto their periods or, yeah. or ovulating. And there's a kind of really nice synergy with that, the idea that of rhythm and nature and this kind of connection to the divine. Definitely. I see it. I see it as that. And that's why people are shameful and scared because people are often scared of what they don't understand what they can't you know I'm a very spiritual person there is all these invisible things around us and this mysterious thing that you bleed and you can have babies because of it it's really weird I'm sorry if an alien came to earth and you explained sex and periods they'd be like get out of here it's weird okay (laughs) (laughs) like if you break it down to an alien it's weird and it is mystical and it's strange and I think that a lot of fear and um, shame is built around things you don't understand and you know why why is this happening why why are babies made this way why do we have periods what no one knows really and that's really scary yeah i think that's half of it why no yeah. one knows i don't know but this is what i just roll with it and i think that's what freaks people out but yeah. you know what we're just we're just part of something you know yeah we just it's part it comes it goes just like we're gonna die one day and it's just the, what you do in between that matters you know yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I we've got really deep now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah, but that's why it doesn't it doesn't freak me out. It it came when it was ready to come. It's going to go when it's ready to come. I mean, I'm thankful that I have, you know, to the women who don't have periods and who want children and who are desperate. Yeah. Are you kidding me? So there's a sense of gratitude. Thank you that my body works really well and that I didn't have any problem. I've had a lot of problems in other, you know, in other areas of my life. I can't control my weight and this, whatever, but my body did its job and made two healthy, huge full-term twins. You know, my girls were six and a half pounds each. They were healthy. They were 38 weeks. They were full term. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I see just gratitude, you know? Yeah. Wow. I I think it's, no, it's so powerful. I actually have a chills hearing you talk about it. What do you wish that you, knowing everything that you know now and thinking about what you know now versus what you knew back then when you first had your period, what Mm. would you change? What would you tell your 13 year old self? Um, I say you're not going to die. You're not dying. <laughs> the pain isn't you dying. Chill out. Um, maybe you don't have to go to the emergency room in the middle of the night with your mum. I'd say that. But I'd also say I'd give her a hug. She needed a hug at 13. I'd give my mum a hug and say it's going to be okay. Um, I don't know if I'd change anything. I think I had a healthy attitude thanks to my mum towards my period. And just, you know what? You're going to have two beautiful babies. it's worth it's messy it can be inconvenient it can be all these things which periods are but you know what all those years is worth it for that one shot that you're gonna have your baby (laughs) one month you're gonna have your babies and for the 10 years that i'm put on the other side of it or whatever and that's just life and i'm really you know i'm really grateful i have a lot of cousins and families who've had a lot of um 
problems with their period you know they've got a lot of and and i'm i'm very very grateful that i've never been in crippling pain where you just you know like lena you know the girl who created girls she she had a elective hysterectomy because her periods were crippling i mean i mean my god that decision you to to do that as a as a woman in your early 30s so i've been i mean i can't complain i've been very very lucky that my body has done its job it is like clockwork and i'm just grateful you know it's part of being a woman and i love being a woman that's the problem mm. i think i'm not self-hating in any way, in that way. <laughs> i love i love being a woman and i find it very powerful i feel very lucky to, you know so um and i feel very lucky to be a mum. and i i mean the only thing i tell my girls you can do anything you want but i please breed i just want to be a grandma <laughs> <laughs> which is really probably not the healthiest and they'll do the opposite of what i say so i'm like i see it as a as a huge gift and a huge again responsibility but i don't see response responsibility can be positive and negative but this is a positive responsibility yeah wow yeah. just to wrap up are there any last words that you would leave um the listeners with about periods and how they should shift their thinking around their period um see it as a divine see it as that you're a creature we're just animals we're part of nature and it's part of a rhythm also please go and support beauty banks and my lovely friend Sally Hughes she's helping to fight period poverty and um and I think that's something as women we all need to give back and to understand that there's many women in this country around the world that don't have access to sanitary towels tam- tampons and that we need to be a sisterhood and look after each other um and just just know that it's that you are powerful and wherever you are with your period whether it's a painful where it's this it's that you're regular you're irregular it's just respect your body in in every sense and that's part of your body and it's part of who you are you know wow thank you so much um where can listeners find out more about you and what you're up to um i am on instagram at at a jewel I'm launching a foundation for darker skin tones, which I'm very yeah. excited about. I'm developing yeah. it. Yay. Please check out my website, jeweltones.com. Uh, uh, and just say hi. Come, yeah, say hi. <laughs> Reach out, say hi. I'm on Twitter, everything. And thanks so much for chatting. This has been really, really stimulating and interesting. And um, yeah, oh, it's, 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 uh, we're lucky. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to today's guest and to you for taking the time out of your day to listen to Period Story. Music is Modern Jazz Samba by Kevin MacLeod. You can find show notes and links to things mentioned on this episode on www.periodstorypod.com. If you love this episode, then it would mean so much if you could head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Thank you and see you next week.